Hey, welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Wednesday Wisdom on the Educational AD Podcast. We'll be right back with today's guest, but first, let's hear from our podcast sponsors. We want to thank Violet Defense for their support of the Educational AD Podcast. Violet Defense is dedicated to protecting our world from germs by bringing the power of UV disinfection to everyday spaces. Their patented technology enables them to harness the power of the sun to incorporate ultraviolet light into products and environments like never before. Whether you're ready to implement existing products, or if you'd like to explore researching and developing a custom deployment of their technology for your school, Violet Defense has the solutions and the experience you need. Thanks again to Violet Defense, and go to violetdefense.com for more information about their great products. We also want to thank Hometown Ticketing, the leading digital ticketing provider to schools and colleges. You can learn more about what Hometown Ticketing can do for you and your program by going to hometownticketing.com. Hometown Ticketing, simple and easy online ticketing. We also want to thank Sideline Interactive for their support. You know, it's becoming harder and harder to fund an athletic department these days, but Sideline Interactive's indoor scoring tables and video boards can generate $10,000 or more every year while creating excitement in the gym and the ultimate game day experience for your student athletes. Go to sidelineinteractive.com or call 832-786-0302 to schedule a live web demo and see their tables and boards in action. You can also email them at sales at sidelineinteractive.com for more information. That's sales at sidelineinteractive.com. I promise you, you will come away very impressed. We also want to thank Wall of Fame by Vital Signs. You know, they are on a mission to bring your school's legacy to life. They have a variety of interactive touchscreen video consoles along with an extensive library of templates to make it easier than ever to recognize the athletic achievements of your students, both past and present. For more ideas now to showcase your school's diverse history, along with your proudest moments, visit vitalsignswalloffame.com or learn more and get started with your digital Wall of Fame tribute. Call them at 614-981-3589 or you can email them at sales at vitalsignswalloffame.com. That's sales at vitalsignswalloffame.com. We also want to thank Huddle for their support. Remember at Huddle, we power sports. More than 180,000 teams, including some of the best in the world, are using Huddle to help their teams play better using video and analytics. Huddle's the complete performance platform. They have online tools, mobile and desktop apps, smart cameras, analytics, and a whole lot more. Huddle's built for every level of play, from club and youth programs up through high school and college teams, and even professional programs are using Huddle to help their athletes play better. You're in pretty good company with over 6 million users, including your student athletes, a lot of their parents, and the coaches of the college and university teams you're trying to get to recruit your kids. If you want to find out more about what Huddle can do for you and how your school can become a Huddle school, go to Huddle.com and talk to their professionals. Remember, at Huddle, we power sports. 
We also want to thank Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack as they sponsor the Athletic Director's Toolbox segment of our podcast. Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack are a quick, easy, and affordable way for you to collect comprehensive data that allows you to evaluate and improve your entire athletic program. Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack also connects you to the 95% of the parents and the student athletes that really love your program, and it gives them a voice to help demonstrate the importance that a positive athletic experience has for them. Go to Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack and check out their testimonials, and then call them at 1-800-738-6466, or you can email them at info at athleticsurveys.com to get started. If you've never used a survey to check the pulse of your parents or your student athletes, you're really missing out. Talk to the pros at Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack and let them help you take your athletic program from good to great. Hey, welcome back everyone to the third episode of what we're calling Wednesday Wisdom. We've got some professionals from the world of athletics uh, that are going to be sharing their expertise with you. Very excited about today's guest, uh, Dr. Megan Bunny. She was on the podcast a while back. Um, she is a, uh, a researcher, a uh, faculty member at the Florida State University uh, Coach Program, the Interdisciplinary Program. Uh, got a tremendous background in athletics. She was an All-American athlete, uh, softball pitcher in college, uh, also played uh, professionally, played internationally. And the thing that re I really like about Dr. Bunning is in her research as a true academic, it's applicable research. It's stuff that coaches and ADs can use uh, right now. So uh, Dr. Bunning, I'm going to turn it over to you. What do you have for us today on Wednesday Wisdom? Well, first, thanks for having me. So today I'm going to share about a practice that actually kind of stems from the education field because I know that many of your listeners are still involved in education and coaches. How many of them actually teach and coach? Quite a few of them. And you and I have had this conversation, which I think is the whole point of your podcast, is how can we progress? How can we learn? How can we get better? So what I wanted to share with you today is this professional development model called instructional rounds. Have you ever heard of those? Uh, I, I will say yes, I've heard of it, uh, but please, you know, elaborate and, and let me and everyone else know uh, how it can help them. So I've actually used this model in some of my research with sports psychology and the mental performance world. And the reason I took this approach is because I wanted to test it. Uh, so a lot of times when we go to get professional development, what do we do? We go to a workshop or a conference, and it's a lot about sit and get. And what we're finding, and this shouldn't be any surprise, is it's sometimes that development model is good to light a fire, kind of spark the interest, right? But how many times have you gone to a conference, you've gotten information, and then you've not really done anything with it? Yeah. Yeah, it happens frequently all the time. And so if I'm going to further educate myself or learn how to work with people, I want something that is actually going to be worth the time and the effort. Like, what can I get out of this? And so I started digging a little bit, and uh, this was several years ago, and came across a relatively new professional development model called instructional rounds. So basically, instructional rounds have come out of the medical field. Have you ever been in a doctor's visit in the hospital or a regular visit, 
And uh, the doctor has said, do you mind if I bring some of our residents in to observe what we're doing? Has that ever happened to you? Uh, um, almost all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you must be a good example of a patient. Um, and if you've ever watched shows like House or um, Grey's Anatomy, those kinds of things, the way the medical model is set up to teach residents is you have you know, your kind of lead doctor in there and the residents are gathered around this patient and they're looking at what is going on with this patient and they're trying to define symptoms so that they can track back to the root of what is causing this patient to be sick or ill, right? Well, instructional uh, rounds kind of started that way. They took this model and they started working with, and by they, I mean, uh, researchers like City, Elmore, Fairman, I can send you my references, but uh, they worked with administrators first because administrators wanted to see how can we just improve our overall teaching. So this was back, you know, 2008, 2009. And um, what they started doing is how this has evolved is you now have a way to go in and observe uh, individuals doing whatever it is they do. So since it started in education, we'll use teachers. So the way this works is you'll get a group of teachers together and the teachers will come up collaboratively with a, what's called a problem of practice. Here's something that's going on in our classroom or here's something with my teaching and I want to help our students improve, but I need some help, right? So the teachers spend 15 minutes, uh, or they spend up to an hour at first, identifying what is it that you want to improve? And they all have to agree. So there's this collaborative process there. Then they each go in one at a time. So the one, one teacher will be the host, so they'll be the focused. They'll teach for 15 minutes and everybody else in the groups observes. Now the key here is that you're learning how to observe without being judgmental and evaluative. All right, and I'm gonna connect this to coaches here in a second, so stay with me. So you're teaching them to observe without being judgmental. I don't wanna judge the situation. I don't wanna evaluate how they're teaching or what's going on. So this connects back to mindfulness, right? They're just seeing what it is they see. 15 minutes, random 15 minutes, they come back together afterwards and they do a debrief and the debrief is very guided. So the host, here's what happened, here's my perspective. Here's what I learned from this. And then everybody else that observed has a conversation about what they observed and they can ask questions about what happened, but they're still not judging or evaluating. So you have to teach each other what judgment statements sound like, what evaluation statements sound like. Then everyone has this reflective process. What did you learn about yourself? What did you learn about this process? And they make an action plan moving forward. So now I'm, because of what I learned, I'm going to work on X, Y, Z. Then the next teacher goes up for observation and they go through this whole process again. So as they improve on this problem of practice, the problem of practice evolves. And so what they're finding with this type of structure and professional development is um, one, you're improving your observation skills. You are creating a strategy towards progress for improvement. And then, of course, you're networking. If that does not screen coaching, coaching, I don't know what does, right? So how can coaches use this? Well, there's actually a university I will not name that is using this instructional rounds model with their head coaches. So head coaches from all different sports, they come together. They come up with something about coaching or something that's going on with their athletes uh, that is that they want to improve on. 
they go and they take time to observe each other and then they come back and they debrief and it's a reflective process. I'm not judging you. I'm not evaluating you, but I have questions about X, Y, Z. Here's what I learned from what you did. They make uh, statements of a plan of action to improve. They go forth, they implement those things and somebody else is being observed and they come back. So it's, they're working in kind of a group setting and it's about reflection. It's about saying, here's specifically what I learned and what I'm going to do. All right. So the way that I see this being useful is, you know, you as head coaches, this is an ongoing professional development experience. I also could see this as training for assistant coaches or uh, even graduate assistants at that level. You can do it across the athletic department, but you could also do it within sport. I think, or, you know, within a team. Um, and the most important part is, is that this type of professional development is showing in the literature to be more meaningful to actually improving what you do. So what questions do you have for me about this? Well, I, again, I, I see, as you were explaining it, I could see exactly how that might play out uh, within a department and, and even within uh, a, a coaching staff, you know, say, you know, girls basketball, it could be the varsity coach and the varsity assistants, the JV coach, the middle school coaches, um, really cool stuff. We're going to take a quick break and then we're going to come back and uh, I, I do have a couple of questions and uh, we're going to give you a chance to share a little bit more. <clears throat> For our listeners, we're visiting with Dr. Megan Bunning of the FSU Coach Program. Uh, we'll be back with some more Wednesday Wisdom, but let's take this quick break. We want to thank Sideline Interactive for their support of Wednesday Wisdom and the Educational Lady Podcast. You know, it's becoming harder and harder to fund an athletic department these days, but Sideline Interactive's indoor scoring tables and video boards can generate $10,000 or more every year while also creating excitement in the gym and the ultimate game day experience for your student athletes. Go to sidelineinteractive.com or call them at 832-786-0302 to schedule a live web demo and see their tables and boards in action. You can also email them at sales at sidelineinteractive.com for more information. That's sales at sidelineinteractive.com. I promise you, you will be very impressed. We also want to thank Wall of Fame by Vital Signs. You know, they are on a mission to bring your school's legacy to life. They provide a variety of interactive touchscreen video consoles and an extensive library of templates make it easier than ever to recognize the athletic achievements of your students, both past and present. For more ideas on how to showcase your school's diverse history, along with your proudest moments, go to vitalsignswalloffame.com or learn more and get started with your own digital Wall of Fame tribute. Call them at 614-981-3589 or email them at sales at vitalsignswalloffame.com. Check them out. Again, that's sales at vitalsignswalloffame.com. I promise you, you will not be disappointed. We're back with Dr. Megan Bunning of the FSU Coach Program, talking about instructional rounds. 
Um, as I you know, shared during the break, uh, I was playing back a dozen different uh, professional development uh, settings uh, that I'd had sat through in my career and was thinking to myself, this is sounds really, really cool and effective, particularly for coaches and, and people in athletics. So uh, before we get into maybe some nuts and bolts, can you explain, you know, maybe again what it is and, and also what it isn't? I think that's a really important distinction because when I first talk about this, especially those of you that have your education hats on, you may think, well, this sounds like supervision or evaluation, and it is definitely not that, all right? So uh, let's take, I'm going to hit kind of five major points of what it is versus what it is not when you compare instructional rounds to supervision or evaluation. So in instructional rounds, the stance that you take in terms of learning, like how, who is going to learn? With instructional rounds, whoever is participating, you truly want to learn something yourselves. And the learners, the primary learners, are the people being, are, that are observing, right? So those of you that are observing this behavior, you are the primary learners. With supervision and evaluation, you want someone else to learn something. And so the person you want to learn is whoever you are observing. So think of your boss coming in and observing, right? All right, so now let's think about who is improving on this? With instructional rounds, it is designed to improve the collective uh, target audience. So for instance, your athletes, the school, your classroom, all right? With supervision and evaluation, that's meant to improve just that one individual, whoever's being observed, all right? So you see the difference there. Uh, the accountability in instructional rounds is peer-to-peer. So you all in this group are holding each other accountable. There's not a boss in the group. All of you are peers and you're all learning. Where supervision or evaluation, the accountability is a very much top-down approach, right? Your supervisor is, is, is observing. The next, so the output, instructional rounds. The output is there's gonna be a next level of work. And you all that are working in this team are the ones that come up with what does that next level of work look like? We've got to keep moving forward. We're gonna, we're gonna commit and we're gonna collectively decide how we're gonna do that. With supervision and evaluation, there's evaluative feedback. Uh, there's kind of prescriptions for what you're gonna do, right? So we saw X, Y, Z, you need to do X, Y, Z to improve. It's not like that with IR. And then finally, the primary focus with instructional rounds is on who, who the people that are in this, these rounds, who they're working with. So your athletes, that's the primary focus, who you're engaged with. Where with supervision and evaluation, the primary focus is the person being evaluated or the person being observed. So hopefully that kind of breaks down a little bit. I don't want you all to think you're walking into something that is what, this is just an audit, an evaluation, you know, something like that. It's definitely not, it's a learning community. It's a way to objectively describe and improve whatever it is that you're working on. Yeah, and as I was writing down all those notes, uh, I, I could just see it, you know, the importance for, let's say, the athletic director that wants to do this with their, their coaches and their department really needs to explain those concepts and how, you know, th this isn't, you know, me, you know, watching you and checking off boxes. You know, it's, it's very much collective. And then I love the part about, you know, the outcome uh, the output uh, that there is going to be a next level. And the reason we're doing this is we're trying to help our athletes get better. And oh, by the way, 
you know, ourselves as well. You know, very cool. Um, if you've got some time, can you share a little bit about, you know, the, the, the application method? You know, what our ADs are listening right now. How can they take this and put it into practice? Yeah, so I think I kind of mentioned that before the break, but I think that if I'm in an athletic director's position, then I'm looking at, uh, let's just take, for example, all of my coaches in my school, my head coaches. And as the athletic director, I do not suggest the athletic director participates this in this other than to get it going. All right. So, you know, you uh, ask your head coaches to participate and let me, let me put this up front. This is only for people who are motivated and who are committed and can, and can go through on the task because one, you have the time commitment of uh, debriefing, which is up to an hour, an hour and 15 minutes. And it's a very structured kind of debrief. You have the time commitment of observing, which is 15 minutes, right? And you're going to have to think and you're going to have to apply whatever it is that you all work, decide moving forward. So it's a time commitment, but you know, if, if it's important to you, then you'll make time. So AD gets the head coaches together. Uh, let's say there are five head coaches and you've got to get them in a room. Or, you, or it can be done virtually. And basically you hash things out. What are some problems of practice, meaning problems, uh, practice of what your profession, okay, coaching. What are some problems of coaching that you're facing right now that you think uh, influence the athlete's performance or production? And, and so they have to kind of get everything out there. And then as a group, they have to narrow down to one that they want to start with, one that they want to focus on. So it, it, it can change as they go along, but they've got to get a focus first. All right. So maybe you have your five different types of head coaches in the room, all different sports, and they say, well, we're all kind of struggling with this. How do we get our athletes motivated to show up for practice, to come to practice? Okay. Um, so motivation is across the board. They decide that they want to work on uh, athlete motivation. Now, remember that they have to come into this without being judgmental or evaluative. So here's another key piece I didn't mention before. In this first meeting, those coaches are tasked with coming up with observable evidence that when they're watching these athletes or they're in their practice sessions that they can tell this athlete is not motivated or is, all right? So basically is, what's the facts, man? So what can they see, hear, smell, you know, sometimes kind of bringing in the five senses that would indicate that this athlete is not motivated or their athletes aren't motivated. So for instance, this is really where you see the judgment and evaluation come out. Uh, so for instance, you know, coaches will go around and, and one may say, well, when I notice the athlete is staring off into the stands as I'm trying to speak, I'm trying to give them instruction. And then the group has to decide, well, do y'all agree that that could be observable evidence that the athlete is checked out, they're somewhere else. And so you have that conversation. So you come up with like four or five observable evidence that the athletes are not engaged. Then you decide who's gonna go first. All right, so uh, the softball coach, of course, steps up, she goes first, and you invite your coaches, those coaches to a practice, they can come as a group, they can come individually, 
They could watch a recording of practice. Point is 15 minutes of practice. Now this coach is gonna wanna try to capture kind of what it is she's been talking about, right? And so the observers watch as does that coach and you're looking for observable evidence. Why well, notice this here is that observable evidence we identified. If it isn't, could it mean that they're not motivated? I need to ask more questions about that. And so they're observing this coach in action. They're seeing what happens with these athletes. They're, they're writing down everything that they notice. Then they come back together after about a week or so and they debrief. And there's a structured um, debrief protocol. You know, first they review what they've done from that previous week's meeting. They um, share what they noticed about the evidence uh, that they actually kind of went forward on the previous commitments that they had, that they said they were gonna do. The host, so the one that was being observed, reflects, explains kind of what's going on. And then all of the rest of the coaches just kind of sit for about two minutes and they kind of think about what that coach just presented, what they saw, and then they share data from their observation. Um, what did they actually see? Then they have a time period where they, they have open, honest questions. Let's talk. What do you genuinely wonder about what you saw in this, in this observation? Uh, the host responds you know, as they want, and then each person will identify something that they learned from the observation and from that debrief process. And so it can be any type of learning. They follow up the last, say, 15 minutes of that meeting is going to be each person shares how they're going to modify their behavior, behaviors, actions, or thoughts, or, you know, what they're doing based on what was learned during that observation and debrief. So we've got to, you know, kind of connect back. And then they round the meeting, the debrief out by brainstorming a plan to experiment with some things, modify uh, prior to their next debrief. So meeting ends, next coach, they go up for observation you start the process again. So as you can hopefully imagine, every time you debrief, you're going to see developments. Things are going to change. You're moving forward. You're practicing. You're experimenting. You're connecting back what you learned, and you're holding each other accountable as you move through the process. And rounds can go for months. Rounds can go for years. It just depends on you know, what you want to get out of it. I really appreciate you outlining those steps. And I, again, could see it, you know, playing out, um, you know, within a department or within a staff uh, and just all, all the things that you talked about, you know, the observable behaviors, you know, the, the feedback uh, down, the collaboration uh, just really, really neat stuff. Boy, we could go on for a long time. Um, assuming that our listeners have been paying attention and they're going to reach out to you or they want to reach out to you, uh, what's the best way that they can pick your brain a little bit more? Sure. So you can follow me on Twitter. I'm at drbunning, B-U-N-I-N-G, or you can email me at m.bunning at fsu.edu. Okay. And uh, Dr. Bunning, uh, very active on Twitter and has some uh, very informative and always entertaining uh tweets out there okay um once again uh, we thank our listeners for tuning in we do this every wednesday wednesday wisdom along with our regular features we also uh, upload these zoom recordings to the educational ad podcast youtube channel thanks for listening today come back again next wednesday for wednesday wisdom and almost every day of the week for the educational ad podcast thanks a lot 
We also want to thank Hometown Ticketing, the leading digital ticketing provider to schools and colleges. You can learn more at hometownticketing.com. Hometown Ticketing, simple and easy online ticketing. We want to thank Huddle for their support. Remember, at Huddle, we power sports. More than 180,000 teams, including some of the best in the world, use Huddle to elevate the play of their athletes using video and analytics. Huddle is the complete performance platform. They have online tools, mobile and desktop apps, smart cameras, analytics, and a whole lot more. Huddle is also built for every level of play, from club and youth programs up through high schools and colleges, and even professional teams are using Huddle to improve the play of their teams. You're in very good company with over 6 million users, including your student athletes, a lot of their parents, and the coaches of the teams you're trying to get to recruit your kids. You want to find out more about what Huddle can do for you and your athletic program and how your school can become a Huddle school, go to huddle.com and talk to their professionals. Remember, at Huddle, we power sports. And we want to thank Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack for sponsoring the AD Toolbox segment of the podcast. Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack are a quick, easy, and affordable way for you to collect comprehensive data that allows you to evaluate and improve your entire athletic program. Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack also puts you in touch with the 95% of the parents and the players who really love your program. And it gives them a voice to help demonstrate the importance that a positive athletic experience has for them. Go to Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack and check out their testimonials and then give them a call at 1-800-738-6466 or you can email them at info at athleticsurveys.com to get started. If you've never used a survey to help check the pulse of your parents or your student athletes, you're really missing out on some important information. Talk to Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack and let them help you take your athletic program from good to great. Thanks again for listening to Wednesday Wisdom. Uh, we'll have uh, new content coming out every single day of the week. So please check back to the Educational AD Podcast. Subscribe to us, like us, share it with your friends. Uh, help us continue to provide great professional development content to athletic directors, coaches, and leaders. Thanks for listening.